This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy Steele. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. It is On the Block with Stricken Bach here on 93.7 The Ticket on a Wednesday. W-I-N-S Wednesday. That's from uh, Tom used to do that. I don't know. He probably picked that up from somebody else, but I like it anyways. Uh, Big Sky is sitting in with me. Uh, Jake Bachman here for the first hour. We call it the Ticket Water Cooler. And then, of course, uh, Strickland, the Oscar Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet, will join us from 4 to 6. And also Bruce Chubbick set to join us at 525 so we can try to uh, see what he's been up to and, of course, uh, break down what he thinks about Nebraska basketball as it is certainly uh, a dire situation for Nebraska to get off the schneid, get a win in the Big Ten. Um, doesn't look like they've given up or anything like that, no giving up on the team, um, but uh, certainly needs to get across that finish line and get a victory. Big Sky, how are you feeling today? I feel well. Yeah, not too, not too bad. Nothing much going on today. No, I had a lot going on yesterday. Had a lot to do. I was getting a lot of things in line. But this morning, I, I kind of was able to relax. You know, make make a nice omelet for myself and then break it when I I folded it. So, <laughs> well, there you go. That's a good. That's not a bad day. So yeah. you get some chance um, to uh, to cook for yourself. Are you a big cook, or do you uh, you often eat out uh, fast food sort of thing in I, the mornings? It depends on how busy I am. If I'm not busy, if I'm just having a normal day, I, li- I like to cook for myself. I, uh, I think I'm fairly proficient in the kitchen. Yeah, I haven't broken omelet in a while folding it, so that was that was rare today. Maybe it's a bad omen, honestly. It could be. I was actually I heard this owl the other day at. at- I, apparently, I haven't heard an owl too much around my house, and I heard it like hooting like three times, and I was like, oh, "That's kind of weird." I was like, "That's just what it started to make me think. Like, why is he doing that?" So I was looking it up, trying to see what he was trying to get to, and then I I crossed all this. Apparently, there's a lot of bad luck omens going on with owls, um, and uh, and so I was trying to look at like, why is he doing that? There's like, oh, it's bad luck. <laughs> like, no, why is he doing it? Not not what does it mean? Uh, but he might have been claiming his territory or stuff like that. I was kind of looking into. Uh, so apparently. It was bad luck and then over the weekend i got in a car crash so oh <laughs> so if you hear an owl hooting stay get bubble wrap stay inside don't the stay away from those owls yeah uh so uh, but everything's okay We're, i was fine after the the, the crash have, so have you ever seen a wi- uh, wild owl before um i don't know I, i've certainly seen them like in zoo settings right, right. i've seen an owl yeah. i know i just don't know if i've seen a wild owl I walked out of my dorm uh, dorm room my sophomore year. It was one of the apartment ones, so I had like a sliding glass door into a, uh, a courtyard. And I walked out, and there was just an owl sitting on the tree. And I, I, I said, you know, I think that's the first time I've ever seen an owl. This is the coolest thing <laughs> that's ever happened to me. I did not get into a car accident, but. Yeah. Well, he didn't hoot three times. If he hoots three times, that's bad. How many times did your owl hoot? 
three times. Mm. But he did it repetitively, so I mean, I could have. He was really, he was really putting the bad luck on you. Yeah, he's either claiming his territory or just he, he wanted to stop by and give me a bad look. It's weird though, because I live in the same place. I've lived there for five years. I've never heard an owl. I have like a woodpecker that comes around every year. There's of course foxes that that go around as as everywhere in Lincoln. It seems like now raccoons. I've seen a lot of stuff. Just not an owl yet. Maybe but, he's a youthful owl. He's just moved out, and he's claiming his his territory. He might be. He can stay away from me, though. I, I feel like he gave me a bad luck. Um, Brian says, you guys got to get outside. There are owls all over. There might be, too. I I feel like maybe I have seen an owl, just not like a big one. <laughs> I, th- I think it also helps if you live in a more wooded area, maybe not yeah. so urban. I lived like right in the middle of town as a child, so even though it was only a small town, there was not really any woods nearby yeah the owls don't they're not city owls necessarily um kind of a of, of wait, wait where, where was i going i actually forgot oh yeah that, that's what it was uh nebraska are they a blue blood that's kind of going up across uh twitter i don't know have you seen that today twitter is going back to college football's over we better get to the offseason discussion of who's a blue blood and who's not uh and i it just kind of made me it kind of reminded me of you because we were talking about the other day how you know you, you didn't necessarily live through the bill callahan era uh which means you didn't live through any of the good blue bud blood type of area uh either when nebraska was kind of dominant um even from the out from that outside perspective would you consider nebraska blue blood based on history oh if you're oh, if you're only taking my life absolutely not because the biggest bowl and we have is cap the capital one bowl right uh but if you're taking history i think you got got to consider nebraska uh current blue blood but definitely trending in the wrong direction yeah it's kind of one of those it's one of those weird discussions like can can blue blood status be taken away um i think eventually it can i think it could take some quite some time to do that but you know you kind of think of minnesota as as a team that that had a lot of titles in like the 30s and 40s that doesn't mean anything anymore they're not a blue blood school or a yale harvard or princeton one of those uh, the first ivies when they didn't have the forward (laughs) pass I'd say it's, it's very important to be currently playing at the highest level, I think. Hey, they're D1. Uh, they're still D1. Well. They're still D1. I said at the highest level. FBS. <laughs> Power 5. SEC. You know my stance. No, just Power 5 uh, in general. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think it's something that can necessarily be taken away um, too quickly. But, I mean, if you see Nebraska, which, which the claims was was always there as, you know, kind of top all-time wins is maybe one of Nebraska's best arguments there. And the, and the less wins they have over the years, everybody else is kind of uh, making space uh, in that category. And you wonder, like, if Nebraska eventually falls to, like, 15th in the all-time wins category or something like that, Maybe they could get the blue blood status taken away, and, and it's not like a it's not like a blue check mark on Twitter. It's kind of up for everybody to decide. But I think college football fans, um, at least it, that that agree with me, which is all I care about, uh, it, uh, have come to the conclusion that there's eight blue bloods in Alabama, Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State. Oklahoma, Texas, USC, and Nebraska, um, and then from there on, um, you know, you kind of have teams that that have popped up. Certainly, like Miami would have an, an argument for winning all those titles in the '80s, uh, and of course in 2001. But um, you know, you can't really call them a blue blood if they pop up in the '80s. Kind of same thing with Florida State when they were right there. I mean, so it, it's kind of weird, and it's a weird distinction too, because um, you know, when you think of college football, I still think of Florida State and Miami. But again, it just kind of goes with with what uh, generation you're a part of, because I mean, you might be more prone to think of Oregon before you think of Miami. Miami's been in a similar downfall as Nebraska. Um, that is, if you didn't kind of do your homework. I know you're a college football guy, but um, you know, you, like modern kids, you wonder if they if they do, would think of Nebraska as a blue blood. If that would surprise them to hear that, if they don't do too much of their homework. Well, I. I... 
no, Miami probably isn't the first team you think of when you're a child in my generation. But my dad was a late late comer to college football. And so he probably got his education the same time you did. And so he raised me uh, kind of with those ideas and those uh, those con- perceptions of the game. So Miami was always just randomly a team my dad would talk about. And they were terrible when I was learning what college football was and I, I didn't understand it. I'd like a Miami I, I won a Miami Hurricanes football out of a claw machine at Walmart one time. Oh, yeah. And he was like, well, we should just stab it and i was like well why <laughs> I, I, I had no idea that the the national championship game had happened and they just pounded the huskers into the, into yeah. the dirt you know I, that's I, one I, of them 1994 went better for nebraska yes but <laughs> you know i was I, I had no idea i was like this team they, they play in the acc uh they they stink and uh it's just a cool football. It's got a duck on it because for whatever reason they didn't choose the U, they chose the duck. Yeah, the ibis. Yeah, so I was just, I was just like, <laughs> all right, like Miami is not good. And from there on, it just always had a weird thing about Miami. So yeah, I, I understand that, but certainly like a non-football school is a team that's relevant now in a, in a UNC. So like for whatever reason, UNC is hyper relevant in the ACC right now with a guy like Sam Howell, Mac Brown going back there, and so that's that's been one of the things that's been weird growing up is seeing. Uh, just different different powers rise that were completely irrelevant when my dad would have been learning college football. Yeah, and, and it does it goes up and down in waves, and, and teams will have success there. I mean, there was Mac Brown's first run when North Carolina was pretty good, just for that example. Um, but that's kind of the the point of the blue blood is these guys are these teams are supposed to stick around, and all those teams, for what it's worth, have had their ups and downs and, and down periods. But of course, Nebraska having quite a, a long one right now in. Um, the other thing is, it, it's obviously location. That's always been something that um, has kind of held Nebraska back, kind of holds Michigan-Notre Dame back as well in that discussion, um, even though they, they, they've been blue bloods. It's been a while since you can look at those teams and winning their titles. Of course, Michigan and Nebraska the same year in 1997. Uh, Notre Dame's played in the playoffs. They've been uh, into into a national championship game in 2012, so they didn't win them, but uh, you know, that's a little bit closer in, in that category. But uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I, I think that they're for for a long time it, it takes a long time to get knocked out of a blue blood um status. But um I think that it, it might eventually happen if you if you don't have a you know at least one heavy like statistic to lean on and all time wins is, is definitely an easy one to go there. Um there's other teams that can make an argument. Tennessee is probably kind of right in line with that. Nebraska, um as uh, almost I would say. A lot of people have them kind of ninth if you're gonna do nine uh programs. Or you can do Penn State. I personally, I, I don't know what to do with Penn State. That whole thing is very strange. Um so I just kind of keep them out of the discussion. Um Tennessee has, has had it, it like Miami, Tennessee, Nebraska, they've they've all kind of been the same where where you see like like we said, programs go up and down. They've all been stuck on down and looking for the next uh, coach to try to find some way out of it. And it just hasn't happened for any of those programs. But it, it just kind of goes back to if – and it's kind of sad that you that you didn't live through this because when when people say, like, college football is better when Nebraska is good, you believe them, but you haven't seen it. So you don't know what kind well, of – Well, I, I, know it's, I know it's true because I, I can only imagine what it would be like if my team was successful. <laughs> well, you're a Packers fan, so you kind of – I'm talking about in college football. I know. I'm just saying you've you've experienced success, so you S- can kind of compare it. Saturdays are pain. Sundays are <laughs> – like I said, it kind of it hurt me deep inside as a Cardinals fan. Uh, I was introducing the Cardinals playoffs to my wife the other night, and she said, "Man, I'd, I'd rather watch the Huskers. At least they keep it close. It's entertaining." <laughs> like, yeah, 
Yeah, that happens sometimes. Uh, but at least the Cardinals made the playoffs, so I think that doesn't happen very often either. So that's good, at least in, the, in that category. Um, some other news today. Uh, Nesta Jade Silvera, as we've been talking about Miami, the Miami transfer uh, defensive tackle, big-time prospect for Nebraska, actually committed to Arizona State. So he does, he's heading to Tempe. Uh, Nebraska um, coming up short there. It was reported uh, over the weekend, I believe, that they were going after him. Um, and it, it happens. Obviously, you're not going to win every one of these recruiting battles. But uh, you think Nebraska will still look for help up front in the portal? It seems like they've they've checked a lot of those you know check those boxes off this offseason. The specialist, um, some help in the secondary, which obviously is replacing a lot of guys. Um, uh, and then you know the offensive line, you've got a few guys. Quarterback position, well discussed. Running back positions there, wide receivers. So they've kind of hit everything. Just not much along the defensive front yet, which might be needing some help there. I mean, I think you have your starters, and you even probably feel good about the backups, but maybe it's just kind of a plan plan B, plan C type of thing, uh, especially if you get a guy like, like Severa that had uh, played a significant amount of times. But obviously, he's now out of the fold. Um, but I, I still think they're going to probably get a few guys, maybe just one up front to kind of solidify that front line. Well, as Nick Sainert likes to point out, they're over their scholarship limit, and so there needs to be departures. Uh, uh, and there will be departures. So I don't know if they're just going to go out and grab a guy just to grab a guy and and fill depth. They right. want to make sure that this is somebody who can come in and can c- contribute right away. So uh, I, I don't know if there's any of those, those sorts of players in the portal right now uh, that are gettable for Nebraska. And so I don't know if we're just going to see them go out and start throwing around portal offers just to, to fill depth where they need it. They're not, they don't really have the luxury to do that right now. Uh, you would hope that one of the, the 19 – linebackers that they have on scholarship could step up and uh, fill a front seven role, uh, be it a edge edge rusher or a outside linebacker coverage role. But we will see as we get closer to the spring spring game, spring practices, uh, how they how they fill out their roster and kind of shed weight where they need to. Yeah, and obviously losing Ben Stilley, Damian Daniels, uh, um, a couple other guys on that front line. Uh, it's 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 gonna be something that they're gonna have to replace. I think they have again. I I would not feel bad about rolling out uh, Jordan Jordan Riley and uh, and Ty Robinson and, and Casey Rogers. I think you got a pretty solid uh, start there. But um, you know some of those other guys. You know the, Nash Hutchmacher. I mean some of these guys are coming along too young um, to say that they're they're not there yet. Or, or you know this would be their time to step up and hopefully see that this year. So I don't think it's a dire situation. It would just help to have a little bit of depth there for Nebraska's front line. Um, some other news to get to. Husker women's game against Rutgers for tomorrow evening is postponed uh, due to some COVID issues uh, in the Husker women's basketball uh, program. Um, so um, kind of upsetting to see that. Obviously, they're looking to bounce back and get some wins here. Um, but, of course, that's modern modern day sports, and that's going to happen. Um, so we'll see if they reschedule that. Also, I wanted to mention Lamar Jackson, former Husker, signed with the Bears on a reserve futures contract. Kind of surprising to see it. I didn't know... There's going to be too much uh, roster movement for the NFL right now for a team to get. Uh, but apparently, I don't know, his agent's doing well, or maybe there's some moves that uh, get overlooked at this time of the year. Uh, but congratulations to Lamar Jackson moving on to another team and, and getting another chance. Often it is difficult um, to kind of get that second look from a different team. Uh, obviously, he was a starter for the Jets last year. I don't think he played this year because he was just on the practice squad for the Jets. Um, but the Bears will at least give him a look. So congratulations to Lamar Jackson. We'll take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, Mel Kuyper Jr.'s big board is out. We'll talk about some of the NFL teams that need a quarterback because there's none in Mel Kuyper Jr.'s top 10. We know it's not a quarterback every year, but some of these teams... 
might still reach. We see that almost every year. So we'll talk about that next here on the Ticket Water Cooler on On the Block with Strick and Baca, 93.7 The Ticket.